WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy, and this is WCSG Backstage. Welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, we get marooned on an island, challenge each other with would you rather questions, talk about close calls, and Tom brings a deep cut. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The summer is winding down and school will be here before we know it. Imagine that you're getting in one last summer adventure alone. A boat ride out on Lake Michigan. Whether it was a storm or bad steering, you crash into a deserted island. We have so many of those out in Lake Michigan. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, you're, dis- you're marooned there. Well, fortunately, you packed five things. What were they? Kathy? Well, this is just Lake Michigan, so I don't plan on being out there too long. I mean, it's just right there. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to die so mine are pretty comfort focused, okay? Um, so first of all, I'm gonna bring a warm, cozy blanket, uh, maybe to bundle up in if it's cool or just to sit on. Um, I'm gonna bring a tent, cause the thing I hate more than being cold is being wet and cold. So I'm gonna bring a tent. I'm gonna bring my journal Bible, which is not just a Bible, but a place I can doodle and journal and draw and of course read the Bible. And my journaling pens, it's a priority, right? My write pens, my watercolor pencils, can't decide on that. So if I'm only allowed to take one, I... I don't know, I guess I'm taking the pens, but you guys will let me bring both, Um, because you're good. And of course, I might get a little hungry, so I'm gonna have a cooler that's full of energy bites, which are seriously my favorite, uh, well, I've got like three favorite snacks, but this one doesn't have to stay refrigerated. I mean, it can, it's better when it's cold, but energy bites are delightful, mix of oats, mini chocolate chips, coconut, flax seeds, so I'll have something healthy in there, chia seeds, peanut butter, and it's rolled into goodness, and oh my goodness, now Those I'm thinking about them, and I want one right now. That, that's a lot more than five, it, when you listed see, the, like, all I know. of the ingredients. But see, I packed it, I packed it together there, okay. so, and in a cooler, so I'm going to have, like, a whole bunch of them, too. We <laughs> so. eat these Aussie bites, and it sounds kind of like yeah. those, they're just little kind of nuggets of goodness. Of goodness, yeah. yes, yeah, totally. sir. Yeah. So, I don't, I mean, obviously, if I have to be out there for for like longer than a couple of days, I may die. Uh, so mine weren't real practical, but at least I'll go comfortably. You'll die happy. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, since I wasn't planning on being stranded on a desert island, I, I only have what I would have normally packed uh, for mm-hmm. a day trip. Uh-huh. Um, I'm hoping it sustains me for at least a bit. Uh, one, I always bring a bag of snacks. So uh, mostly granola bars, chips, things like that. Uh, there's not a lot to sustain me for that long. I do have a couple of sparkling waters, uh, and uh, that's good. But since I'm stranded on a freshwater lake, uh, water should not be that much yeah. of an issue, so right. I'm not worried there. Uh, a couple changes of clothes. I tend to bring at least one change of clothes with me on day trips, so I'm guaranteed that I would have at least 
one change of clothes that, that would come smart. in handy yeah. um, especially if there's rain and I don't have time to make a shelter before the rain hits um, I, I bring a Bluetooth speaker tend to bring a Bluetooth on short trips so I can uh, listen to my favorite jams on Spotify um, that's going to be nice for a short while but eventually the battery will kind of die out maybe oh, yeah. I'm thinking maybe there's some components though uh, inside that I might be able to fashion into some sort of a makeshift fishing pole oh, so uh, you never know uh, what's clever. inside uh, that uh, I carry suntan lotion um, the application's pretty obvious. Unfortunately, I only have SPF 4 because I'm trying to get a suntan lately, so uh, I might get a nasty sunburn if I use that. And my cell phone, uh, which could come in pretty useful, um, it's Lake Michigan and all, so I might have at least one bar oh, that's on the true. phone. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. If not, I think I might have a couple movies that I downloaded, so hopefully that'll that'll uh, sustain me for that, that for that bit. Oh, so yeah. yeah, that's that's what I've gotten. And and I, I, again, it's Lake Michigan, so there's there's fish and everything. There's not sharks. I think right. I think we'd right. be all right. You yeah. know, yeah. There's critters you can eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have my yep. energy bites, so I'm good. So. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You got the Aussie bites. Well, my list might be a little bit more uh, practical. Uh, the first one, this is uh, on advice of the one and only Ron Swanson from Parks oh, and Recreation, yes, yes. a canvas sheet, because as Ron says, that is a canvas sheet, the most versatile object known to man. It can be used to make tents, backpacks, shoes, stretchers, sails, tarpaulins, wow. and I suppose in the most dire of circumstances, it can be a surface on which to make art. That one's for you, See, Kathy. See, there you go. Thank you. Uh, in addition to that, a knife. You got to have a knife yeah, if you're going to be stranded that's out. Good. Yeah. Um, a water bottle with a filter. I drink about a gallon of water a day and I don't want any parasites. No, thank you. Um, I would like to take my glasses so I could see. Vision That's, is very helpful. Oh, yeah. yeah, practical. And uh, along with Tom, some sunscreen to protect my giant bald head. <laughs> <laughs> Those That's are good. good. Yeah. Uh, well, mine is some combination of attempt at practical and also comfort. Uh, I've got a hammock mm. because I like to sleep. Uh-huh. And uh, I feel like there's probably a lot of trees. I could just string, string a hammock up between some. Uh, a good waterproof sleeping bag. Smart. You know, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. keep it as comfortable as possible. Waterproof matches. Uh, because I've watched Survivor and like alone and I'm doing that thing. Yeah. You're trying to make the fire. Like I'm not going to spend all day. So many blisters. Night. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Save some time. So just a big box of waterproof matches so I, can, so I can build a fire. Yeah. Uh, I can boil my water and um, hopefully, you know, cook something. Um, I'm bringing bug spray. Uh, you do hate the bugs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a certain time of year, certain locations around uh, the Great Lakes, man, you're just afflicted by some uh, some really uh, tough bugs. So I'm going to spray them away, hopefully. And then a really good book. So I've got something, you know, to kind of keep my mind occupied while I'm swinging in the hammock. Oh, that's so, nice. That's that does sound I nice. I, I, I didn't plan for any food. I'm, I'm, I think I'm hopeful that I'll be able to catch a fish oh, right. somehow or uh, kill some kind of critter somehow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't do or, that. Or I will just lose a lot of weight while I'm reading my book. Would you rather... All right, this is always a bit interesting. Time for Would You Rather. Two tough questions to get you really thinking about the best decision. Tom, what'd you bring? Okay, so school is going back in session sooner than later. Oh, yeah. uh, my Would You Rather kind of revolves around that. So uh, would you rather have to retake school all over again Ooh. or forget 80% of what you learned in school over the years? That one's already happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wow, eighty yeah, percent. I think of, that's of everything. I think that's more than we. It might be a lot. We think. Yeah. 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 
That's mm. easy for me. I yeah. would retake school. I think about that all the time. Yeah. I think about what would I do if I could retake school? Like, would I keep all the information that I have already and I sure. get to learn it again? Like, how much more could I learn? Yeah. And I can yeah. make some better decisions, too. I'd rather retake right. school. Okay. I'm with Zach. Uh, I like, I mean, I was a teacher, so I didn't stop going to school after I was done with school. And I enjoy learning and learning new things. So if I can add on to, and maybe like you said, make better decisions, I'm I'm going for that one too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement as long as I can do it in an accelerated program. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to have to do another 13 years. <laughs> right. Like maybe, what was that uh, Billy Madison, that movie? That <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I want to do his his program where it's just like a week in kindergarten, a week in first grade. Big a week Steve in, in the kindergarten that's desk. Right, that's, that's right. That's awesome. Uh, Yes. And then, like you said, Zach, I would maybe make better decisions. Mm-hmm. I'd pay better attention. I wouldn't be asleep through my you know, uh, first hour class every <laughs> right. single day of high school. You'd remember um, where your locker is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And yeah, maybe I'd actually pick up some uh, new info that I missed the first time around. Awesome. I'm, I'm going back to school, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. We're all in the same yeah. boat. Yeah. Okay, I'm pretty proud of this one. I've been workshopping this one ever since I knew I was going to be uh, on the show with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather be able to eat whatever you want for the rest of your life, no negative side effects whatsoever, yes. but you have to eat everything alone? Meals, <gasps> snacks, oh. chewing a piece of gum, mm. you have to be alone, okay. but you can eat whatever you want, or... Would you rather be able to invite anyone in the world to dinner and they're guaranteed to say yes, but you only get to eat nutritional paste for the rest of your life? <laughs> wow. That's awful. Oi. Uh, mm. I feel like this might be breaking the rules, but I'm going to go for the first option and be able to eat whatever I want. And then I'll just sit at the table with other people when they're having their meal so I can actually have the social time. uh, And and I will kind of stand out. People be like, Steve, why don't you eat something? I'll be like, "Ah, I'm good. I'm good. But uh, I don't know, man. The nutritional pace. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, Boy, that's tough. I I do eat a lot of meals by myself as it is. Not all. Right. Like it would make, you know, like the biggies, like Thanksgiving and birthdays when, you know, people are gathering for that purpose and like, you know, like summer picnics and potlucks and things like that. That would be awkward. Uh, But I feel like those would be more the exception. So I think I'm going with avoiding the nutritional paste. (laughs) All right. I'm definitely, that was an easy one. I was yes on the eating whatever I want and just like you, and I said, oh, with your answer, Steve, because that's exactly what I would do. I would just sit with the people at the other meals and I, would I have the liberty to explain, hey, this is the deal that I signed on with Zach that said I could only eat nothing with you. Yes, but you'd have to explain it every time you sit at a table <laughs> with people the rest time. of I, your life. I would do that because I think it would be a good conversation starter. So <laughs> I, I and, and then I'm just getting to eat whatever I want for the rest of my life. Like, that's a good deal right there. So I like that one. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that was a tough one. Uh, I would stay away from the paste, too. It just sounds horrible. Yeah, paste. Uh, it, it just doesn't sound good. Um, but but I, I like that idea of being with the people uh, and sitting with those people you love and, and care for, just not eating with them. I think it sounds okay at first, but really after years and years of doing it, it would be difficult. You yeah. Because you'd want you'd to right. eat with them. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. And, and that fellowship, um, that, that breaking of the bread is such a big part of, of, of who we are in Christ. True. So yeah, that would be true. uber yeah. difficult. But, uh, but the paste sounds... 
Awful. And here's an interesting wrinkle. Like, what if, okay, so like, say you're at the meal together. You've opted to do that one, be together with mm-hmm. people. Sure. But you have to eat the paste. Do all the people at the table you with you also have to eat only paste? Just you. Okay. So, so then... They're like, here, have some mashed potatoes, Steve. Here, here's, have a burger. Which I'm is like, almost a paste. Can we eat mashed potatoes? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nutritional enough. Right. Um, and then you have to be like, I'm good. You know, as you squeeze <laughs> the paste the out. Paste. Onto Into your, your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> rub, oh. rub it on your face. It's, like, it's, like it's just ch- you're having a bad day with the paste. <laughs> you know, right. it's bound to happen. <laughs> it's like a uh, gross picture. I, okay. would pick, I would pick the same option that you guys all did too. This was inspired really? by I'm now drinking these meal replacement shakes mm. for right. a while. And we had pizza here at the station the other day. And I said, nope, I'm not oh, having the pizza. I'll sit here and drink my slop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, mine... Um, is kind of impossible, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Would you rather be homeless but never have to work or work a job you hate the rest of your life? Oh, oh man. What? Yeah. I would work the job I hate. I can't function really? if I'm not working. I can't. I've, I've not gone. I don't think I've gone a day without being employed since I was 15 years old. Right. I couldn't function without working. I'd go crazy. I like having a home. So I would do the job that I hate and just, you know, look forward to my, at least I have a home. Because right. you said homeless, right? Being homeless is, that's no joke. Yeah. Right. Um, especially in Michigan. Like, right. That, it will get cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been without a home before. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had a roof over my head, but um, I didn't have a home. And that's that's not the best place to mm-hmm. be. Right. Um, so personally, I wouldn't want to go back there. I, I'd work the job I hate um, because I, I just I, I, I just love having a home. Mm-hmm. I love having a yeah. place uh, that is my own. So I, I'd, I'd work that job I hate and just love being at home when I'm home, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I, as I listen, maybe this isn't as impossible as I thought because when you work a job you hate, at yeah. least you can, you know, punch out and go yeah. home at the right. end of the day. When you're homeless, that's like 24 seven. Right. It is. It's, it's that's in your, your face always. Existence. Yeah. So yep. yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I agree with y'all. Okay. So I actually brought two would you rathers. And so I'm going to ask you guys first, you have to be in agreement here. Would you rather the, um, me give you the practical one? So it's reasonable. It could happen or the irrational never hopefully would ever be enough. I vote irrational. Irrational. You want the irrational? Okay, Tom, you do too. Yeah, yeah, okay. please. All please. right, here we go. Okay, would you rather have uh, taste buds on your hands and you eat your food by grabbing it and swallowing it down your arms? Okay. Okay, so yeah. taste buds on your hands, so pretty much yeah. everything you touch. Okay, you can taste. Ew. Or you write, text, type, draw, paint, all the things with your mouth. So like you would hold the, the pencil and the stylus in your mouth, but you're really proficient and it's pretty impressive. Is my mouth like my mouth is now, or do I have some sort of weird mouth? You um, still have your okay. mouth like it is now, <laughs> right. and you would still eat through it too. But you would also be you're, able to you're write. T- you figure out how to articulate your tongue as the opposable thumb. Yep. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I would yep. I would do the hands mm-hmm. one just because I think it would be gross to it have taste buds on your hand because yeah, yeah. you you taste everything you everything. touch. But rubber gloves exist, so I could exactly. put rubber gloves on oh. and still have a normal existence. That's right. You're thinking. That's mm. exactly what my husband said. you're tasting that weird rubbery taste all the time. You'd mm. get used to it after yeah. a while, I it's think. It's like the nutritional paste. They'd have like, yeah, they'd have like, you know, 
scratch and sniff rubber gloves. You could, they could have paste oh, yeah. on them, like grape flavored ones. That's and whatever. right. Yeah, so. you're probably That's right. Amazing. Yeah. Oh boy, I hadn't thought about the the glove option because if you do all those activities with your mouth, you mm-hmm. also eat with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um. Can you imagine how it would look swallowing you, down your arm? Right. If you were, if you were <laughs> eating and swallowing down your arm hole, uh, what would you do with your mouth then? Like, what would Talk. would it only be for talking? Yeah. Like and breathing, I guess. Yeah. So you don't breathe through your mouth holes. <laughs> Maybe your hand mouth holes. Your that's hand that's what I meant. Right. Your, mouth, your mouth hand hand your mouth arm holes. tracheas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And also, arms. do you have to keep your arms straight? You so, would. Because I feel like if, if, if you bent them, then <laughs> food would get lodged right. in your elbows. Right. The Heimlich's easier. Just <laughs> stretch out your arm. Um, okay. I, I, I go with... Um, I go... I'm going with the eating through the uh, hand holds. Hand holes. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, well, you guys, that's not what I thought you'd say. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm definitely doing that as well, uh, eating through the hand mouth. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at. I just don't want to use my mouth to to do everything. It just seems gross. I just I think it just would seem so impressive and to like paint. Oh, that's true. To paint like portraits with just like um, you know Johnny Erickson Tata. Yes, she um, is a quadriplegic, right. and she draws these amazing portraits w- holding a pencil in her mouth. I know it's very impressive. It is. So, so is that the one you're doing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. I just thought about this. What if you were a puppeteer, and you had like a sock puppet, and your hand is articulating that character's mouth? <laughs> It's just ironic. It's ah, just the irony yeah. that you're tasting the inside of a puppet's mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you could actually taste and, what they're, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. You could be the puppet. You would so be much the more. puppet. Yeah. What a yeah, puppeteer a you sense, would be. In a sense. This is really get into so it. weird. Uh-huh. Does everybody else eat with their hand? mouth or is it just you because if it's just you maybe i'll change my mind it's just no you. Yeah. it's just us I, yes she's yes she's keeping her hands free of yeah, that yeah. okay yeah all right it's my Well, uh, moving on and, and, and doing so quickly, uh, one of the best ways to share God's impact in our lives is through story true enough share a story mm-hmm. uh, guys where you were maybe inches away from, from a dangerous situation and God spared you. Zach, do you have one? So I had to think a little bit about this. So I'm, I'm younger than all of you guys here, so you guys have lived more life than me. Thanks for the and, reminder. Well, no, you're not <laughs> that much compliment. older than me. You, you have <laughs> more experience oh, to draw from yeah, yeah, true, than true. I do. Yeah. And uh, I've never really been in danger in my life. Like, I'm, I'm very cautious on mm-hmm. the roads. I, I'm not very adventurous. Um, but I have been really close to dying, and it was about two years ago when COVID was mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. worst here in yeah. West Michigan. Yeah. I, it was the week of Thanksgiving 2020 Aww. and I have never been sicker in my entire life. This is how I breathed for six days. Mm. It was like a dog sniffing for something. That was wow. my level of deep breaths. I wow. felt like I was drowning. My lungs were just so full of fluid. I couldn't sleep because if I slept, I was scared I would die. Mm. And wow. by wow. the end of that week, I was laying face down on the floor in my bathroom. I took a towel and like barricaded the door so I could make a steam room, turn the shower on as hot as possible. And you know, they said when you had COVID real bad, lay on your stomach, it'll Uh help you breathe more. 
And I literally told God, you need to kill me or make me better because I'm done. Wow. Mm. And he made me better the next day. I'm like, why did I wait till day six to tell God (laughs) (laughs) that? But that was terrifying. Mm. The the last half of that week, I walked around thinking every breath would be my last. It was horrible. So sorry. Yeah, that's for real. Wow. Uh, Well, okay, I have got a couple. um, And the, I would say most recent, one was a couple of years ago, uh, my wife and I were on a walk. We took our dog for a walk. Uh, and Charlie, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good dog. He's a pretty timid boy. And uh, we, so anyway, so we're walking around this park that has a big field, like a big, like, you know, like soccer field. And um, we got him on the leash and uh, there's somebody walking his dog over on the other side of the field. And um, he has his dog off the leash. And uh, at some point, this dog kind of catches sight of Charlie and just comes charging at us. And he's he looks oh like goodness. one of those kind of scary dogs, you know, like yeah. like maybe I think Pitbull or some breed like that. Yikes. And um, so I see him coming at us mm-hmm. and I just kind of say, sir, please control your dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm. Um, concerned and also trying to be polite you know you got that weird uh dichotomy and so i say to kelly uh get charlie get behind me because i see it's coming right at us um like full speed my heart is beating right now yeah and i don't know what to expect um and he's kind of baring his teeth a little bit and the guy's kind of like trotting after him the owner of the dog and so what i did is i've got you know, blue jeans on, short sleeve shirt. I'm going to offer him my foot or, you know, the lower part of my leg. I kind of put it up in sort of a defensive uh, posture and he just slams right into my shin mm-hmm. um, and just kind of bounces off. And by this time, the guy runs up, the owner runs up and he is screaming at me for kicking his dog. Oh, give me a break. So he's like, I didn't kick your dog. I didn't kick your dog. I just didn't know, you know, what his intentions were. Um, and he seemed, you know, pretty intent. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to, and I had just watched that uh, Caesar Milan, Milan guy, yeah. uh, who he's like, sometimes you just have to kind of break the dog's mm-hmm. focus when they're fixated on yeah, something. Just give him a little that. tap. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I thought, well, and I think that's what happened. Anyway, the guy was going off and I realized um this person is unhinged. This yeah. is a um, this is kind of a bad guy. Oh my yeah. goodness! And so anyway, he is like ready to throw down with me for kicking his dog. Mm. Um, and I said I, I didn't kick him. I just didn't know. And and he's like, let's go, let's go. And it was um, I you know I haven't been in a fight since fourth grade. You know, <laughs> and I'm oh like, goodness. what is happening? And Kelly. Um, is saying, sir, I am calling 911. I do not feel safe right now. I do not feel safe. And I, and I said, I'm sorry about your dog, you know, and I'm trying to de-escalate. And she gets her phone out and she actually starts talking to a 911 person and that guy was gone. Yeah. Like, wow. he was hmm. immediately, like, he just disappeared. Wow. He got his dog and he was out of there. Um, and so that to us kind of seemed like, okay, there's a, he doesn't want to be here if, yeah. you know, if uh, police get dispatched to this. But um, I was kind of like, hey, man, um, he's a lot younger and a lot more fit than I am, but I've got my wife here. Yeah. And it was just one of those moments, you know, scary. it all happened really fast. I thought, you're, I thought the scary part was the dog, but apparently it was the dog owner right. was yeah. Yeah. more um, threatening. So anyway, um, we have gone back to that park. I was going to say we uh, try to go to a dog park now, but we don't have a dog park, so we just <laughs> we keep Charlie on the leash and we 
try to you know keep our eyes out but well the dog wasn't the problem there huh? right then right. the dog was not on a leash it sounds like no he was not yeah wow no. we gotta keep our dogs on leashes yeah no doubt yep so Ooh. that was mine well, I can go next. Um, my story, I, when when we had to come up with this um, very close call um, story, it came to my mind immediately, and it was from many years ago. I was about 15, um, and my, my sister is two years older, and so me and my friends, and Kelly and her friends, we decided to all go to Cedar Point together. Mm. And... Um, last hurrah I can't I think it was like the last hurrah of the school year before they graduated and um so we were like well we're gonna have to get up really early in the morning so let's just not sleep and let's we're gonna all take turns driving and I couldn't drive yet so I wasn't you know one of the response one of the responsible drivers um to blame for this but let's just all stay up late but we'll take turns driving so that other people can sleep and so that was probably the first foolish move of many and uh but we did we stayed up all night because we're so excited and we drove I don't know, what is it, six hours to Cedar Point from here? Yeah, about that. And uh, spent all day at Cedar Point, and then we were like, let's go back that night after it closed. And so we did, and we're pretty tired, but we're gonna take turns driving, right? Do you know this story? Yes. Okay, and um, so we're gonna take turns driving, and um, so we all pile in my my friend's, uh, it's like a big van, not a minivan, like a 15-passenger type van. And um, we all pile in, and some of us fall asleep and then some more of us fall asleep and then all of us fall asleep including the driver at the time and um we like we were on the highway fortunately it was so late or early in the morning whatever that not a lot of other people were on the highway but we crossed one side of the highway up onto the the shoulder and then crossed the other way and the only reason i know this is because of the tire marks of where our van went and then it ends up in the median um and like fortunately it was it had been kind of rainy so we got stuck in the median which i think is what stopped the van and we woke up and i remember thinking that it was like a dream that i was on a roller coaster and i'm like you know it's jerking me all around but it was actually like real and we all woke up and we were like where are we and 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 we realized that we were alive and uh, that what had just happened. And then we're like, but we're stuck. And this is before cell phones. Right. So we're, we're stuck there and we're like, what do we do? And I think at some point we, like, we did pray. We were just like, Lord, we just don't know what to do. We need your help. And um, so a little bit later, I think a, a police officer did come by and said, we'll get you help. But then he, let, he went to get help but never came back, which was weird. But then, um, one of my friend's dads, who was a pastor, he was traveling to a speaking engagement that morning. It was a Sunday morning. And he happened to see his van on in the median on this random highway. And he was like, that looks like my van. And he comes over and he basically, he rescues us and he goes and um, takes, I think, his daughter to the gas station to call my parents. And my parents came and got us and uh, we got it unstuck with a Tow truck? Yeah, tow truck. And so then we got out of there. But I just remember being like, uh, we went and we had a, a concert that night that we were we were in a singing group and we had a concert that night. And I just remember giving my testimony that I don't know that I should be here, but the Lord wants me here for uh, for this event. And so I just never forgot how, um, I don't know, just how fragile life mm-hmm. is in that moment. So yeah. How old were you? I was about 15. That's a good thing to learn at 15. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I never um, did that whole staying up all night for a <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know when you go to an amusement park and you fall asleep that night, 
you sometimes have that feeling of being on roller coasters because you've been doing that yes. all day. Yes. So you probably just integrated that sense yeah. of flying ar- yep. around the highway into your dreams. I'm pretty sure I w- that I wasn't wearing a seatbelt either. Wow. I know. Scary. I know. So where was it that you got stuck? Was it way in Ohio or was it closer it was like, to home? It was closer to home. I want to say we were about an hour from home. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, that would be amazing if that friend's dad was yeah. all the way out in Ohio. Just random. Yeah. I know. No, it was about an hour from home. Um, but I, I, re- I remember having to wait because she had to go and call like on a pay phone. You know, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. And, um, and then we had to hope that they would come back. And I think that the police officer eventually came back. But in, in between that time... Um, her dad had found us and That's I just it's, we say it's random a coincidence but we know that was the hand of the Lord mine is about an accident um, that, that I was almost in but uh, it started out with with God kind of talking to me uh, about where to go um, and he actually directed me toward that accident um, I was going over to my wife's parents house um, my mom was driving and uh, there's a couple of different ways you can take to get there and uh, she was going one way, and I, I just told her it was really weird. I just heard the the Lord say, "Go, go this other way." So uh, mm-hmm. I said, "Mom, we, we got to take this this other route because I feel like that's what God wants us to do." Kind of a small thing, kind of a weird thing, but it was a thing. So mm-hmm. uh, so she said, "Okay," and uh, so we took that route. And about uh, I'd say about three quarters of the way to my in laws' house, uh, there was a really really horrible accident. I mean right in front of us. I mean, wow. we were almost in the accident. We, if we were like maybe, I'd say another, another 10 feet, we would have been in the accident wow. too. There were three cars involved. Um, uh, and it was over by uh, where um, LMCU ballpark is. Mm. And uh, so my mom stopped the car and she like she, she knew. I was like, I got to go to the middle of this accident. And she's like, oh. So, um, you know, I, I was kind of Walking quickly, there's this car that's kind of smoking on the right-hand side of me, but there's uh, the middle of the accident where it's the worst, where this, this truck and this car are involved. And I walk up to the middle of the accident. This is way before police get there or anything. It just happened. And, uh, and there was this guy kind of, you know, you could tell he was kind of shaking back mm-hmm. and forth, blood coming from his head. There was a, a man and a woman in the truck, and I just heard a voice say, they're okay. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got each other. You talk to that guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I went up to him, and I said, man, are you? Are, are you okay? He's like, uh, I said, I said, I, I gotta ask you, can, can I pray with you? Can I, can I pray with you right now? And he was, you know, there enough to say, yeah. And, uh, and so I, I prayed for him and I asked him if he knew the Lord. He said, I used to, but I don't anymore. And, uh, so I just had a chance to pray with him there. And I just kind of walked off to the side after that, the police get there, the ambulance, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But, uh, probably after about 20 minutes or so, this guy, who's feeling better now, comes up to me and he says, you know, I got to tell you, um, I was going, but when you prayed for me, I came back. What? That's how he put it. You know, whatever that yeah. meant to him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, I think, an instance of where, you know, God sometimes will make an accident happen in someone's yeah. life. Make a, he knows, he knew that accident was yeah. going to happen. Yes. And he, he, and he allowed it, it to mm-hmm. happen. And maybe it was for that guy who who needed to come back to Jesus, you know, wow. and, and he had a near-death experience or whatever it was for him. Um, but it's, it's just wild how God orchestrates those moments, no, you know, to to bring his kingdom to, to, to someone in need. Mm. So wow. uh, that, that, that we were almost in the accident. We weren't, but uh, God led us there, and I thought that was pretty neat. So, it's yeah. Amazing. yeah. The first guy.
Thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. You can help get the word out about the WCSG Backstage podcast by rating, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Learn more at WCSG.org and search the keyword Backstage. Time to close things out with a deep cut. Tom, what song did you bring? Well, my deep cut's from Danny Goki. It's uh, it's called Agradecido, which means to be grateful. Mm. Uh, the song was released last summer, but uh, it's, it's a great song. It's kind of the other side of his story, he lost his first wife, mm-hmm. and this kind of talks about how grateful he is uh, now that he's with with his wife now 10 years uh, and for his family. It's kind of funny. Danny didn't pass any of his Spanish classes in school, huh. uh, but when it comes to singing in Spanish, uh, he gets more than a passing grade. So, <laughs> Agradecido from Danny Goki. That's awesome. A beautiful song. All right. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. And this is WCSG Backstage. From the moment that I rise, I got blue skies. Chasing down those storm clouds in my way. There's a joy uncompromised over my life. And everything starts with me giving thanks The overflow of a grateful soul Unlocks the door and lets praises roar I can't help but thank you for, for every blessing you pour over me Over me I can't help but dance it like a fool Because of how you set me free That's a wrap. Awesome.